Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Good morning, dear listeners. You're listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM. And Palestine remembered with Robert Martin, Nasser Mashni, and Yusuf Ahmed Rimawi. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Australia's only radio program that is totally dedicated to the Palestinian cause in English language. We would like to welcome our listeners on the AM dial and those who will lo- join us later on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcasts. In uh, this week's episode, uh, we will listen to the second part of the interview with Dr. Stephen Sizer and um, reflection on the Great Land Day March. Uh, stay with us and enjoy the episode. Good morning, Nasser. Morning, Yusuf. How are you doing? Happy Easter uh, to you and to all of our uh, listeners. And um, I think we must start by saying we apologize for uh, last week's technical um, problem. So we, we have difficulties, technical and otherwise, and uh, unfortunately got the better of us. But uh, we'll be playing the rest of Robert's interview with Stephen Sizer. Yes, the second part. That was an, a very important and enlightening interview. So we'll play the rest of that today, as well as talk about a couple of other things. And most importantly, obviously, the Land Day commemoration marches in Gaza and the atrocity that occurred there during the week. So um, without uh, further delay, we will start with the second part of uh, Robert's interview with Dr. Reverend Stephen Sizer. Stay with us. We, we, we touched on the uh, Armageddon. Tell me, what, what is Armageddon? Just tell me in a very laymanistic term, because I'm a very simple two man. Words in Hebrew, Ha, Hel, Megiddo. Megiddo is a location on the Valley of Jezreel. It's near Haifa and Jaffa, and it was, it's on a hill. And therefore, it was a fortified city that goes back thousands of years. The Egyptians used it as a as a fortified city to protect their control of the Jezreel Valley. It's a major highway, east-west. So it was a place. It's a place. Yeah, it's a place. Essentially. It's a hill. That's all it is. Okay. And it's mentioned in the Bible because it was a historic place. Allenby took Megiddo as they were fighting the Turks. Um, it's been the place where armies have met and fought each other for thousands of years. And it's used figuratively in the book of Revelation to describe a final battle. Now, our Zionist friends often take it literally as a battle between the Americans, the Russians, the Chinese, and, uh, yep. and the African armies. They're all going to have a battle. And depending on whether you, you're a masochist or a, a flaky Christian, you'll either be raptured to heaven before the battle or during it or after it, and, uh, and then Christ returns. Most theologians regard it as a symbol representing the the conflict between good and evil that's been going on for millennia 
you know, Christians are taught not to hate people. Uh, uh, we are called to struggle, jihad, but it's a struggle against sin, not against people. Paul in uh, in, in, in Ephesians says our, our, our conflict is not with flesh and blood. It's not with people. It's against the spiritual forces. So we must stop demonizing people and recognize that they're created in God's image. Christ died for them and he calls us to love them and, and win them. What, what would Jesus say today? I mean, that's if he could get in. He might not get into... Uh... You know, he might be banned he to has, Palestine like I am, and you probably are too. He to know what he'd say today, and that is well unto you. You know, he pronounces curses on those who steal, uh, who take from widows and orphans. He, he pronounces curses. Takes from widows. What about yeah. creating widows yeah. and orphans? And, you know, he anathematizes those who are wealthy, who disregard the poor. Uh, you know, he blesses those who are poor in spirit, uh, who are generous, who are humble, uh, and he warns us that we will be persecuted if we follow him. Well, just, we should follow the Ten Commandments. Is mm. that basically? Someone said, "Hot water keeps me clean." You know, I like to get into hot yeah. water; it keeps me clean. But sometimes, well, I think you're getting into hot water. The water can be hot. <laughs> now, tell me, you, you're um, you've got a charity or not a charity? Yes, it's a, uh, we we, we should talk a about that quickly. It's Peacemakers, and if if and you, you founded it. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I, I am the charity. You the are the. T- <laughs> it's peacemakers.ngo. Peacemakers yep. plural dot ngo. It's called Peacemaker Trust. It's a registered charity, and um, our commitment is to work where minorities are persecuted, where human rights are denied, uh, where justice is de- is is uh, denied, and where where there's an opportunity to do good and bring reconciliation, peacemaking. Uh, where we're invited. So we work in East Africa quite a bit. We work in the Middle East, building bridges with uh, countries where where uh, our present regime, you know, the axis of evil. Uh, so we're working in Syria, Iraq, uh, Iran, uh, Wonderful work, wonderful uh, work. And East Africa where there are big tensions, uh, tribal tensions, trying to build bridges, bring people together, sit down together, Recognizing, you know, looking for the win-win rather than the win-lose. Well, I think communicating is probably the, the mm. number one thing that can solve these things, isn't it? Rather yeah. than what's going on. But also, I was going to ask, um, you've got you're in Melbourne for only another couple of days. Is that yes. correct? Yes, we're here in uh, Melbourne for an, for another few days. Uh, we're doing a, a talk in a, a local pub tonight. I'm look, really looking forward to. It. I'm going to record it so I'm looking might be able at to the steal history some of it. and the political agenda of this. Uh, this movement, because that's where it's really destructive. They are adopting the settlements, uh, Israeli settlements. Church is adopting yeah, just, Israeli just, settlements. Just touch on that. We, we do. We've got a bit of time. So, yeah. So tell. So the churches, the Christian Zionist churches, are adopting, adopting Israeli settlements. If you believe God gave the land to the Jewish people, and the land includes the occupied territories, then you're going to support those who are taking that land. So I go to church. I'm going to a Christian Zionist church. They hand the plate around. That plate is going towards investing. A Jewish settlement. It's reinforcing uh, apartheid. Yeah, they are uh, funding Alia. So there are organizations, Zionist organizations, that are funding the repatriation or the, 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 the emigration of Russian Jews to Israel. Um, they are supporting the Temple Mount movement. They want to rebuild the Jewish temple. So they want to destroy the Dome of the Rock. You've got Christians supporting that. Uh, that campaign, they want to rebuild the temple, uh, and they are deeply, deeply uh, distrustful of the United Nations, international law, uh, human rights. Is it because they're anti-Semitic or anti? The whole peace process anti- is predicated on trading land for peace, yeah. and that's anathema because they believe God gave 
the Jewish people, everything from the river of Egypt to the Euphrates. That's most of the Middle East. Well, that, they're a lost cause, aren't they? Uh, they're not worth trying to. And when, I say this in the greatest well, respect. Well, I fear, that, I fear we're going to see, you know, an apocalyptic. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, and that's what I'm afraid of. That's why we are calling for peace. That's why we call ourselves peacemakers. Um, I, I know that you've said that uh, also. Just we, I, I wanted to mention this that um, Christian Zionism is can is pushing us the West into potentially a nuclear Armageddon, mm. or yeah. it's also pushing the boundaries against Islam with yeah. the way they're very definitely. You only have to look at the covers of books over the last twenty, thirty years uh, to see how communism was the Antichrist. And then as communism declined, it became Islam became the Antichrist. And then when Saddam Hussein uh, is rebuilding Babylon, the city of Babylon, you know, he's, uh, he's seen as an Antichrist figure. He was the only, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was the only Arab who ever defeated Israel. And, and they said uh, Saddam Hussein even looks like Nebuchadnezzar. And then when Saddam Hussein falls, then it becomes Osama bin Laden. When Osama bin Laden falls, it becomes uh, Al-Qaeda. You, you have to have a demon figure. It was Gorbachev even before that because he had the mark of the beast on his forehead. Who, who is it now, Iran? You know, you have to have yeah. a demon figure. Uh, it's a dualistic Manichaean theology that's confrontational, apocalyptic. It's, it's deeply destructive. And ironically, it's, it's the Jewish people and the Palestinians who will suffer most. Do you think Pence has been seen as a real winner with the, with the Christian Zionists? Because he I is think Christian. Trump's not going to last. I think Pence is, as, is, will be the president soon, and he's more dangerous than Trump. I, I did hear you talk about uh, all of the countries not putting the embassy in Israel. And you've been saying that for a long time, that you know it doesn't take a lot, that there's been groups out there trying to have money, and they allocated $100 mm. million dollars to do this. This was a few years ago. Yeah, Can you just Christ- explain? There is an embassy in Jerusalem. It's the Christian embassy, international Christian embassy. It's anathema. It's, you know, it's, Christians don't need an embassy, but they're there because they're showing solidarity with Israel, and they've been working really, really hard to get the U.S. embassy in Jerusalem. All the embassies are in Tel Aviv because the international community does not recognize the annexation of Jerusalem as Israeli territory. But if, if the U.S. moves this embassy, as it will, then everyone has to deal with the Americans. Well, they are going to move it. It's on and, Nakhba Day, and too. And sooner or later, they'll start, you know, they'll start creeping in. There'll be some Latin American countries, some of the... You think this will happen? I think it will. Yeah. Uh, the question is going to be whether Europe sticks out uh, and refuses. I, perhaps we are seeing America becoming more isolationist, uh, you know, raising tariffs on this and that, uh, uh, going its own, wanting, want, you know, wanting a, a more, rather more distant relationship. He's with his own Europe. man. I that's think for it's sure, probably Trump. a good thing. Yeah. Um, but not at the moment. What they're doing in Syria, or in, you know, to, uh, very aggressive there. You think about it. Both Turkey and the U.S. are operating inside a sovereign country. They're technically at war with Syria. You know, yeah. part, of, part of the strategy is to weaken the countries that are deemed a threat to Israel. So the countries that take the, take the money. What's working? Egypt, the largest recipient of uh, U.S. aid after Israel. Jordan is uh, compliant, but um, Syria, Lebanon... Iraq, Iran, they're part of this axis of evil, they get the stick. Yeah. And it's in, in, their, in their interest to, to ferment uh, conflict internally, to keep them weak, keep them vulnerable, partition them. God willing, we'll see, uh, we'll see Syria uh, 
uh, at peace and uh, and Syrians left to decide what kind of political system they God want. willing, everybody becomes mm. like this. And just one last question before we leave: What what can Christians do? That um, do they go to their churches and they talk? What, what what can a normal person like myself? I don't go to church. I'm an agnostic, but you've uh, really uh, piqued my interest with, mm. with what's going on. What what do people do? Well, since we're we're close to Easter, it's quite appropriate that. We're thinking about uh, the Easter story and, uh, and the purpose Jesus came to earth to die on the cross in our place, to be raised to new life. And he called people into his, into his community, the church of all nations, equal, uh, respectful, um, with a particular burden for the poor, the vulnerable, the widows, the orphans, the aliens, uh, and the refugees. So I hope that people listening, if you identify as a Christian, you will uh, um, put your energy into following Christ and and fulfilling that purpose which He has entrusted to us. And if if anything that we've said this after uh, today uh, it, it disturbs you and you want to think about it some more, you can go to my website stephensizer.com stephensizer.com and on the top bar you'll see my books and my articles and you can download um, and read more about Christian Zionism and how we deconstruct it and how we offer uh, a more biblical and, and more um, constructive uh, a good, uh, message of good news uh, for folk in the Middle East and to those of no faith and those of uh, the other faiths. Fantastic. I'll, I'll also put a, uh, a link um, and I can see you've got a few books here that I'm going to get because I'm very excited. But I'll put a link. And I also suggest that people can Google you. And I, I watched a couple of your talks on YouTube, some of them older, but they're still very relevant today. Thank and, you. And I really, I've really enjoyed it. So, look, it's been a real honor. I would just Talking say, don't today. believe everything that's on Wikipedia, because Wikipedia is... I read that too. <laughs> the gatekeepers of Wikipedia are Zionists, and yeah. they... Uh, <laughs> I look at my entry, and I think that's not me. Well, look, I mean, I, I think that you know, if we treat everyone equally, we don't judge everybody. We're, you know, we're no better or we're no worse than anyone else, and, that, and that's what religion is. It's the, these bad people that start to bring in their own ideologies, and you know, if anyone thinks that they're better than someone else, it's the first step that you're not. Mm. Uh, and look, it's been fantastic. I'm looking forward to your talk. Thank you again for, for joining us. Thank you. And we'll see you again. You just listened to the Reverend Dr. Stephen Sizer, who was the former vicar of the Anglican Parish of Christ Church, and uh, he's well known worldwide for his opposition to Christian Zionism. You're listening to Palestine Remembered on 855 AM. Um, Nasser, uh, the Palestinians, uh, celebrated the 42nd anniversary of, of Yom Al-Ard, the Land Day, uh, on the 30th of March. And of course, um, this uh, year's uh, celebration uh, opened another chapter of... Uh, uh, another Land Day massacre. Uh, another Land Day massacre. Yeah. Um, we will talk about, of course, what happened on the Land Day March in Gaza. But uh, let's uh, tell our listeners about uh, what is Land Day. Well, Land Day is, uh, well, in, in the first instance, March 30, Yom Ard, in, uh, inside 1948 uh, Palestine. Uh, Palestinians there marched for their rights to, to more land, to access to their own land mm. uh, in protesting the, the uh, Israeli government's policies against the confiscation. Nat- confiscation of land and the natural growth of their own homes, the access to building permits, etc. In peaceful protests, the Israelis in, in 1976 killed 
six Palestinians. Mm. And every Let's year, also say that before the protest, the Israelis confiscated the land and imposed curfews. Curfews, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, to, to in an attempt to stop the protest, but when the peaceful protest took place, uh, the, the Israelis responded with fire. Of course. Well, this is what you know military junta's do. You know, this is the expectation of. Um, you'd expect from from the Burma, from from uh, you know Pakistan into Kashmir and India into Kashmir, um, not the enlightened first world democracy that is a light unto nations, which is Israel. Mm. Uh, you know the, the the filth that is spewed out in the media and you know swallowed hook, line, and sinker by all mm. of mainstream media, which is why we thank three CR. But so forty two years later, and every year the Palestinians have commemorated those six martyrs uh, in nineteen seventy six. Mm. We, we also have to say that uh, the uh, civil society in 48 areas uh, led by Tawfiq Zayyad, uh, the mm-hmm. Arab MP at the Knesset, the Palestinian MP at the Knesset, led uh, the um, protest over the protest. And uh, it started uh, 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 remembering the victims in a form of what later became the land day. Yeah. And of course, he was a poet. He wrote Unadikum, a very famous song that Palestinians sing uh, until today. Well, I mean, the, the, the tragedy or the irony is that um, on March 30 this year, is that Palestinians demonstrating about Palestinians getting killed were killed again. With more numbers. 18 mm. uh, this March 30. And what makes it you know, particularly diabolical is that, you know, and, and some of the footage has um, shown you know, men praying, boys running away, you know, shot in the head, you know. Shot hot, in the backs. Shot in the backs. Mm. Um, you know, the Israeli army uh, uh, engaged 100 snipers. They had bulldozers lift and raise the border so they had elevated firing positions to ensure that they had, you know, unobstructed vision over, you know, the um, the field. And then, you know... It, Calculated in cold-blooded murder, I would say, killed 18 people. Mm. And the Israeli army even tweeted, and you know, they quickly deleted it afterwards, but they said, nothing was carried out uncontrolled. Everything was accurate and measured, and we know where every bullet landed. Mm. I mean, the tweet was quickly deleted. And particularly, I mean, when you see some of those videos have been shared around um, Facebook, you know, Abdel Fattah, Abdel Nabi, I mean, this poor kid was running away. Running away, he got shot in the back of the head. You know, mm. I mean, it's just sickening. We also have to say that uh, this year's uh, commemoration of the Land Day uh, was meant to be different from every year. Of course, we Palestinians, uh, since uh, the last 42 years, every year we commemorate it by speaking about the event, by um, talking reminding about, them that remind- we have not forgotten. We have not forgotten, and also by another reminder that, that the Palestinians, even though that they are in uh, different geographical uh, regions and areas, are united under one cause. So not just because you are Palestinians in Israel and we are the Palestinians under occupation or people in Gaza under siege or, or the rest of us denied entry, not, not because of that we don't feel for each other. We are one nation and we want one homeland. Uh, but uh, I think this year was meant to be different, and I was in touch with the organizer of uh, this grand or great uh, march, and they wanted it, and, and I, I, I really felt that they uh, emphasized and reiterated that this is going to be a peaceful, non-violent, 
demonstration to remind the world of the importance of our right of return. And it is mostly by refugees living mm. in Gaza, marching towards the, Berber, uh, the border to go back home. Yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, um, Israel responded and... Uh, Israel responded in the barbarity that is pure Zionism. Mm. I mean, the, the, the complete and utter disregard to a human being's life. And, you know, one of the arguments is we've got to protect our borders. Everybody's got a right to protect your borders. Well, in fact, I, you haven't, there is no borders. You haven't declared a border. You've got total air, sea and land control over Gaza. You occupy it. There is no border. You've got a seam zone where you say nobody can come into. Farmers can't farm their land. I mean, you know, you know, the, the absurdity is that uh, the, a 2,000-year-old right to return trumps a 70-year-old right to return if you're a Zionist. You know, if you're a Palestinian refugee sitting in a refugee camp in Gaza, getting 2,000 calories a day allotted to you because that's what the uh, the bureaucrats inside the Knesset, the Israeli uh, parliament, have decided. That's how much food, cal- the calorific intake of a Palestinian at 2,000 a day means they're hungry but not starving. Hmm. I mean, this is the sort of diabolical mentality that's going on there. Hmm. We're not going to let anybody in or out. Air, sea, land blockade. Now, 30,000 people marched to a border, and they were, expect, were expecting more to continue to do it over the next six weeks. Imagine if 30,000 Israelis marched to the, the Gaza, to the, to the, the seam zone to Gaza, and imagine if those 30,000 wanted to return to the settlements that's, that that's uh, very, Sharon had evacuated. Very, very important and point. Hypothetically the, speaking, hypothetically. let's say the settlers who were evacuated in 2005 wanted to go to Gosh Katif settlement right. in Gaza, yeah. and they mobilized their troops, and they're marching towards Gaza border. And then, no, 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 don't say troops, Yusuf. Let's say they were just innocent civilians, as the Palestinian Gazans were. Yeah, they're just say, walking there, yes. and they set up some tents, and they, and they and they were singing songs and waving flags and saying, "We're coming back." Yes, and the, imagine the Palestinians had um, used a bulldozer to create an elevated position so that a hundred snipers had an elevated uh, sight over uh, uh, the field of uh, um, devastation and responded with fire and killed eighteen people. Injuring 1,700. And some of those injuries, if you see some of the videos, the, the sort of bullets uh, and weaponry the, the, the Israelis are using are causing horrific damage. I mean, they're blowing mm. legs off human beings. You know, they're, mm. not, they're not just little bullets that, you know, an injury says, you know, I'll just put a Band-Aid on that. These are uh, uh, amputations, life-changing injuries. You know, people will never be the same again. The media silence, the absolute... Uh, the United Nations wanted to do an investigation. The UN quickly vetoed it. Yeah, the UN, uh, the US vetoed it. And the Israelis themselves said, "Well, there's nothing for us to investigate. We know exactly everything that happened." Uh, Netanyahu, um, Lieberman, all of these guys saying, "You know, good on you. Our boys have defended our border. Every country." Lieberman the same. Uh, wanted to. No honor country would the, do that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're talking about a level of uh, arrogance. Uh, we know that Israel has. Um, or, or has been built on uh, injustice and arrogance since its in- inception. But this level of unprecedented arrogance where, we, where they not just disrespect the, uh, their own laws, the, the regional laws, uh, the international laws, and uh, the fact-finding uh, UN uh, Commission uh, was dismissed uh, on the same day. Uh, this is going to lead to more... more um, more well, of these days. Well, I mean, look, just to finish my point, you said, I don't want to labor it. Imagine if the Palestinians had shot 18 Israelis and uh, killed 18 Israelis and injured 1,700. We'd know exactly what the calls would be. 
Mm. The calls from from Trump, from Macron, from May, from from our government, uh, from from Turnbull. Where with is Israel? Jesu Israel. Um, you know. The, yes, the, we the, are all Israel. The, 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 <laughs> hashtag. The, hashtag the duplicity, and the reality is the, and the, the Zionists on the Opera House. Yeah, the Zionists have, in fact, turned the Palestinian into a non-human in the eyes of its own populace, mm. because. In, in, in a fair and civil-minded society, you cannot, you cannot methodically execute 18 people, injure 1,700 others. And for, 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 for that society not to rebel, even in 1982, when Sabra and Shatila happened, the, the, the Israelis raised themselves and they forced um, Begin to sack Sharon. Hmm. You know, this is, this is in 1982 with Sabra and Shatila. There is silence. A, a, a couple of hundred uh, uh, peace-loving Jews did protest, but, you know, and we also out of have, six million. This uh, is this is 0.001% of the population. And, yes, isolated uh, voices. Uh, uh, we also have to say that um, a famous uh, radio commentator in Israel tweeted in Hebrew, I'm ashamed to be Israeli. Yeah, yeah. And he is now facing um, losing uh, his, his job, job. Yeah. For, for simply uh, voicing out uh, his, uh, um, his opinion. And, discontent and, yeah, yeah. and opinion over the killing of civilians. Um, Nasser, um, we, we are recording uh, this uh, um, episode before Friday, and uh, maybe by the time it's going to be on air, there will be another wave of mm. Palestinian bloodshed. And uh, what is your expectation for what's going to happen tomorrow, if I say, frankly speaking? Yeah, well, look, I, I, the reality is that the Palestinians, you, myself, our brothers and sisters in, in, in Gaza, in the West Bank, in East Jerusalem, inside 48 proper, in the refugee camps all over the world, we will never, ever, ever surrender our inalienable right to return to our homes. Mm. We will not surrender it. And, and the fact is that tomorrow uh, on Friday after prayers, they, they will again steadfastly march to the border seeking to highlight A, their right to return, B, the uh, obscene conditions under which they live that are continuing past the 11th year now to be um, uh, under siege, land, air and sea blockade, you know, mm. with the calorific intake mandated by an external power. How much food will go into that place? Mm. We're not going to stop. And the reality is, you know, the the Israelis will have learnt that maybe they can't kill 18 people uh, and get away with it as readily the second time. Um, and maybe they'll only kill 10. Maybe they won't kill any. Well, it is what it is. And unfortunately, I don't, I don't want anybody to die. Not a, Palestine, not a Muslim Jew or a Christian anywhere. But as long as you continue to oppress a people and deny them their legitimate rights, you cannot rest. Nasser, uh, we'll revisit this uh, topic, I'm sure, in the coming episode. Uh, but before the end of uh, this week, uh, I want to pay tribute to, to our Palestinian voice, the voice of the Palestinians uh, all around the world, Reem Benna, who lost her battle with cancer uh, two weeks ago yep. and uh, left us uh, young uh, and left uh, also two, two, two kids. Um, we will properly acknowledge her and give her what she deserves 
of uh, of coverage maybe in the next episode but we have to say that uh, with the passing of uh, Reem Banna uh, not only uh, did we lo- uh, did we lose a voice uh, singing for Palestine, we actually lost an activist and yep. a hero. She fought uh, peacefully and non-violently within her community in Nazareth against the Judaization of Christian and Muslim uh, Arab uh, sites and nature of the city. Mm-hmm. She fought uh, the occupation in West Bank and she was with the Palestinians uh, in every station of the Second Intifada. She also has sung for uh, breaking the siege of Gaza. She has sung for um, um, uh, the refugees and their homes. And one thing I really, really respected her is that she reopened the treasures of our folklore. Yeah, and she pre- presented it in another form, modern, not modern form, yeah. modern forms that is uh, also with hip hop, with with fusion, with other. Um, so she was not just any uh, artist, not just any um, activist. She was a, a hero. Yeah, and sadly, Mister, unfortunately, leaves two two young daughters behind. Nasser, before the end of the episode, I guess we have an important event uh, to promote. Of course. So so today at two o'clock at the State Library. Uh, 328 Swanson Street in Melbourne. We are protesting Israel's massacre in Gaza. So uh, all of our listeners, please come along 2 p.m. till 3.30 today in in front of the State Library. And um, I guess uh, with this, we've come to the end of uh, this week's uh, episode. Uh, We spoke uh, again, or we listened again uh, to Dr. Stephen uh, Sizer, an expert on uh, Christian Zionism. Uh, we also uh, reflected on uh, the continuous massacring of Palestinians, uh, peaceful demonstrators uh, in Gaza. Um, and uh, we spoke about uh, the loss of uh, our voice, uh, Reem Ben. Um, until uh, we meet uh, next week, this is Nasser and uh, Yusuf wishing you the best of time and salam.